So the title of this email is fuck. Okay. <laughs> Hi, both. Comma. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm okay. I'm, we've, I'm hoping. I'm hoping they meant hi both Michelle and Megan, and we, it just got cut out. We've heard some really interesting greetings, hi both. but that that was below. Hi both. Obviously, you're both the most amazing creatures to walk the earth. Goes without saying. So already we're we're getting buttered up, mm-hmm. getting buttered up for the roast. Here we go. Okay. So say I fancied the same boy since I was 15. Oh, hell no. Not with the say I fancy. Oh, Lord. Okay. So well, say- are we are we speaking in hypotheticals? Or are you just telling us what's happening? <laughs> Hypothetically, let's, well, yeah, that's a way to distance yourself from what actually is happening when you say, let me, like, let's imagine a story. <laughs> okay. So say I fancied the same boy since I was 15, denied it to myself because I fell into two toxic obsessive relationships and then thankfully back out of them. Then my best friend at 19 fell in love with him. I eventually cut her off for unrelated reasons, distanced myself from him whilst it was all going on, then eventually drifted back towards him. My best friend now, I think now, oh, okay, wait. My best friend now, I think also has a crush on him, moved into his house a month ago, so the relationship developed. A, I don't think I want to tell him about my feelings because I don't want a relationship at the moment. But B, I can't cope with my best friend in the world, getting with him. Every time they're drunk, they wrestle and flirt constantly, can't stop touching each other. But I know I obviously have no claim or right to either of them. I don't know what to do. Please help. Best wishes. Um, wow. Okay. So someone who's had a crush on someone for years, hasn't done anything about it or said anything is now continually, continuously watching them go through life, even having a hint of flirtation with anyone. I don't know what 15 year old doesn't have a crush. That's, that's, that's the first thing. Okay. But go ahead. Um, now what I will say is by the end of this email, I'm not shocked that you fell into two toxic obsessive relationships because it's sounded a little toxic and obsessive from what the common denominator. Well, this person is probably like 1920. Um, yeah. this person, um, is, um, feels entitled. Actually, to- I don't know because it says my best friend at 19 fell in love with him. Then cut, the friend off then distance themselves so it's like is this happening within a year span or has this been like years and years don't know but in their 20s at least early 20s i just want this person to move from high school into (laughs) adulthood that's what i want yes but on a serious note whoever this person is you are feeling entitled to just by the labels that you're using, you know, my crush, my best friend, do you have, did you have two sets of best friends in this scenario? Because it sounds like you got rid of one and now you have another best friend. There was the best friend from before that. And then the best friend now. So there was the best friend. So this is a person they've had a crush on that multiple people. This is a person that with. on Monday, you're her best friend. And on Friday, she got a new best friend. <laughs> that That's who this person is. Your, okay? friend, your friends until you have eyes for this boy, that this person, by all accounts, what they've said is, 
I don't really, I want him, but I don't really want to be in a relationship and I don't want anyone else to have him. That's entitlement. Yeah. Okay. And like I said, anything that you're throwing titles on, um, my best friend, I hate that term. I really, 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 really do not like that term. My so best friend. I shouldn't get you like a best friend keychain where it's please like don't. two hearts split in half. No, please don't do that. I just, I really, really, it's kind of like, and I get it now. I, I, I hear what you're saying, man, this is a big old lesson for me. This is just a big old lesson in this very moment. This is a lesson. Okay. Okay. So I, <laughs> you just know who you are to people and that should be enough. Titles are, they only mean something when in action and how people show up, not what you say. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm your friend. To what degree or what level that that friendship is, is how I show up. That should be enough. And if you don't get that, me putting a title on that is not gonna is 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 not gonna change it. Do you know what I'm saying? Because you could sit there and be like my best friend, right? And that person don't even look at you, look at you or consider you a friend at all. Yeah. Right. So what makes this person so very best? What the fact that you have abandonment issues and you need to put a title on things and feel entitlement towards other people's person because that's what it sounds like to me because you were my best friend and you did this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it makes it ultra extra bad because it's my best friend. I don't own any person. I don't, I don't own anything. When I refer to you, most of the time, I'll just say Megan because everybody in my life knows who you are. I don't have to say my friend, Megan, unless I'm introducing you into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Other same. than that, I say Megan because Anybody who knows me knows who you are. Yeah. That's it. And that should be enough. Um, and how, how close we are doesn't, doesn't matter. That's first of all, that's none of your business. It's none of your business. It's none of your business. So I realized with my, with why I say my partner is mostly because, you know, I, I, I don't, it's an energy thing. It's an energy thing with me when I'm speaking about, my partner to people, Mm -hmm. right? But when I'm speaking to you, I call him by name. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I call, I call him. So saying boyfriend and all that other stuff, I I don't say those things, right? Because you already know who he is, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like I said- And the word boyfriend doesn't cover it. I'll tell you that. No, it does not. (laughs) That's not an exalted enough title. No, it's, it's not even, it's like, it's my ringmaster. Um, (laughs) but, but when you're, when you're telling a story or, or you're discussing someone, that's one thing, but the way that this person is, is telling the story, Mm -hmm. they're putting, uh, um, and this is intuitively speaking, they're putting such a bold, you know, a bold face, kind of like my best friend, because you said it twice. Mm-hmm. And both times you were referring to two different people, yeah. which lets me know that you zone in real quickly 
Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's you're my mine. best friend. You're mine. Right. That's my crush. And nobody else can have this. That's all, all I heard. That's all I heard. I mean, so that, where does that, it. where does that come from? That's what you need to, that, because all this yeah. whole email, all this other shit, that's bullshit. That don't matter. That, that stuff doesn't matter. And I keep trying to tell you all this, like, I see way, I see beyond what you're saying. So you can write in whatever you want. I'm never going to talk about the details unless you actually write in about some really good, good, wholesome thing where we actually need to focus on the details. Because most of the time, I don't need the details. Oh, yeah. I don't need the details at all. This person has work to do. Oh, yeah. M- much a, much work any answer that you're looking for if you're if you were looking for an answer on like how to address this with your friend or how to actually get your crush or what it, it has nothing to do with either of these people who i don't know that you're even that attached to as much as you're attached to the idea of whatever pain it causes whatever disappointment it gives you whatever whatever it allows you to be constantly hurt constantly let down I don't believe for a second that that first best friend that you just happen to distance yourself from for other reasons uh no whatever is at the core of this is what that reason was I just want y'all to know that this is a podcast that is going to be on your side for you when you're not on your own side Mm. so I am I'm never going to comment on what other people who, who haven't written in are doing or not doing, unless there is some lucrative information there that, because I understand sometimes you are in a tight spot, you know, Mm -hmm. especially when it has to deal with family. I know we had a lot of different things with like mothers writing in Mm -hmm. and especially, um, there are situations um, that you can't, you mothers. can't just easily get yeah, yourself out with, of. Yeah. With children and their, their parents aren't respecting. That's something completely different because that that's a setup for, okay, this is how you can show up for yourself in this situation. Mm-hmm. In this particular email, how you show up for yourself is to understand you are your problem in this. Uh, that's what you need to understand. Uh, I also will say that, I mean, you know, my water ass can't keep a crush for too long before I'm telling someone, if you got a crush on someone for four five, six years, and you haven't said anything, but you're sitting there just like a little lion waiting to fight anyone that comes to your territory. Uh, there's a reason why you haven't said anything to them because you are, it's easier for you to be protective and to be territorial over something or someone more. So there's a reason why they have, they haven't said anything to you. Then it is to be rejected because I guarantee, and listen, I've, I've had crushes on people that I've had, I've come to and I've said something, even if it was in a voicemail that I had to admit something and I had to feel the sting of that rejection or them actually, Mm -hmm. but you're better off knowing what it is. And I think, you know what it is. You just don't want to believe what it is. Well, for for four years, if that person never looked in your direction, um, if it was going to be something, it would be something. It would be something. It would be something because if you're not going to say something and he's not going to say something and he's not saying anything, then it's nothing. Keep it moving. Have your little crush. Think, think they're cute. Yeah. And, but, but keep it moving. All I'm trying to tell you is that a four year crush on someone that you're friends with, that's too that's much. not a real, that's not a real thing. You have crushes like that on celebrities that you'll never meet a four year crush on someone that you, with someone that you actually know and whether or not you decide to say something, 
that's not what we're talking about here. It's how you how you're responding to when they have a a partner or mm-hmm. whoever. That that is something that you need to zone in, in on. That that that's territorial. I've I've definitely experienced like long crushes when I was younger that just uh-huh. like I yeah. would sit there and I would watch them be with other people and I would just be so upset about it or so sad or so frustrated. And then uh, you grow out of that, hopefully, or you work your way through it and you look back and you realize, oh, I was just distracting myself from whatever the fuck was going on. I was looking, I was hurting, but it was easier to make that the focus of what was hurting me. And it had nothing to do with that person. And also I wasn't really being their friend in any kind of way when I'm sitting there waiting to be hurt. No, you can't. I just posted something that um, I, I told you today when we were on the phone. Um, I don't remember the man's name, but he is the healer. And uh-huh. he said, he said this. When you like someone, you exaggerate them in your mind. Mm-hmm. And when you don't like someone, you exaggerate them in your mind, leaving you unable to see what's actually in front of you. Mm-hmm. And with this person, it, it goes, it's, um, it's, you're exaggerating your crush. You're exaggerating your best friend mm-hmm. and you're exaggerating, um, who you are in this more importantly. And, um, above anything else, you're the only, only person involved in this issue. Nobody else is <laughs> It's in just a, you in a relationship, in a friendship with yourself right now. Yeah, it's just you. It's just you because everybody else living their life, tickling each other, drinking, having fun, wrestling, living with each other. Nobody's even paying attention to you and and the torment that you're going through. Yeah, and and you brought it on yourself because you you chose not to say how you felt to your crush because you were were afraid of being rejected. I mean, let's just be honest. You were afraid of being rejected. Oh yeah, because you probably knew in the back of your head that person didn't feel for you the way that you felt for them. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with like feeling afraid of being rejected and, but how you're manifest allowing that to manifest right now is, is that, that ain't the look. It's not the look. Yeah. Were you gonna, were you going to sit here and become enemies with every person, every woman that comes around him? And also every time one of your friends gets close, you're like, I mean, just twist it up. That's no, that's, it's, that's it's, exhausting. And, and that's no way to live. And you deserve yeah. much more than that. And you also deserve to be, to be around people mm-hmm. who, this doesn't mean that your friend and and your crush are bad people. That's not at all what I'm saying, Mm -hmm. but y'all just understand you deserve to be around people who acknowledge all of who you are and, and love all of who you are and can recognize when you're not feeling so good to share with you. Yeah. I see you're not, you're not, you're not yourself right now, right? Mm-hmm. But it has to come from a place of not expectation, a place from ground of grounding. So when I say this, some of you are going to go out there and be like, I need to be 
friends with people that support me. And no, you need to support yourself is what I'm saying. Mm. Because if you support yourself and you love yourself and you like yourself and you keep that crush for yourself, then you will understand the difference of when that's not happening. And then you won't end up in torment over silly things like that. And you can actually just be friends with people without exaggerating them in your head. Mm -hmm. Because that's what you just did. Oh, it's definitely exaggerated. And I don't even... If you, uh, and again, this might be something that you don't even realize for years and years after this, but I think when you really sit down and look, I don't, I don't think you really even like this person the way that you think you've just attached so much to how long it's been and how long you've known them and what it means that, uh, it's built up in your head to be this epic. We, we can't, but we should, but we won't, but we will. I mean, and, and the reason why, and I just, I already see it in my head, just you circling around these situations, sitting in the back of the living room as they're wrestling, just like beside yourself, probably leaving the room upset and not telling anyone why you're upset and waiting for someone to say something to you. And they don't say something to you. So then they're not, that's and, too and, much. And, and all that does is disrespect and disserve yourself. That's all that does. Yeah. And you don't, you don't deserve that. You deserve to stay in the room and enjoy the company, the company that you, that you keep, not be all mad and pissy and leaving and dismissing yourself because I'm not valued here and I'm not wanted here. You're yeah. exaggerating the situation and you're telling yourself something that isn't true and nobody knows what's going on b- because you've concocted some sort of imaginary story in your head and they're probably asking you and you're lying about it I mean so the question is I think you what you need to ask yourself is am I am I actually wrapped up in this person do I is this what I'm actually like tied up in or am I tied up in how it makes me feel Mm -hmm. to be um to be a victim in this, to be, Mm -hmm. to be unseen in this, to be, to be so close, but not, I mean, that torturous feeling, what is it that you're feeding with that? Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what you're actually addicted to and what you're actually connected to. It's not, it has nothing to do with this person. This is just a physical manifestation of what you're attaching to. It could be anyone. And it probably yes. was those two other people. Oh, yeah, this is not the, this is not the first time this has happened. You've done this in school, at your job, with your mm-hmm. family. You do it with yeah. everyone. Yeah, you do it with everyone, and it's just manifesting. And in I this get listen, kind of one way. obsessive ass Scorpio. <laughs> I get it. I get like, it. And 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 zooming is... on things, waiting to be hurt, just looking uh-huh. for things, knowing what they're gonna what they're gonna say, and still being. I, I get it, but at a certain point, you have to you exhaust yourself doing that. Yeah, yeah, it it you're only harming yourself because everybody else is doing, like I said, tickling each other. (laughs) I'll tell you what's going on beyond tickling. Uh, Uh, (laughs) That's just what she tells you in the text messages. Um, uh, I wanted, I want to know the story of this, this best friend roommate that moved in with a guy she has a crush on. I got, I want to talk to her. Uh, You can find me at Megan Tonjes on most things. I'm Michelle Moore, all over the place. Be better. We dare dare you. you. (laughs) (laughs) And incriminate me however you want. Have fun, bitch.